last 10 years. I want to thank you for your prayers and support for the mission work in Kerala State, India. Without your prayer and support, we couldn't do this work. In 1977, we went back to do this work. Speaking about us, me and my wife, both were born and brought up in Christian homes. That's why I got a name, John Matthew. If you see somebody here in Richmond or someplace here, Washington, they maybe have some other name, Patel or whatever, maybe they are Hindus, maybe some from North India. But in South India, all the Christians have said James or Luke or John. Uh, I always say, John is a good name. I want to thank <laughs> John. <laughs> I want to thank John and uh, Stephanie and uh, Elder Arthur uh, taking us uh, for the uh, last evening for the dinner. We had a nice time spending time with them. I'm so sorry uh, to hear about Carol and Neil. Since, I, since we know about her problem, we are praying for her. Uh, for healing and uh, comfort, uh, both uh, uh, Neil and Carol. I, I wish he could be here today, but he, we miss him. Um, I'm praying for both of them. We both born on Christian families. My wife got a nickname, Money. Not this one, it's just Money. But her name is, her real name is Maria. That means Mary in English. My name is John. We, are, we became Christians when we were uh, teenagers. And uh, I studied in a university. She studied in uh, Bombay in a nursing, uh, nursing college. And uh, I was a high school teacher, mathematics, teaching in high school. And uh, my wife was a, uh, a registered nurse. We both came to this country to live here and work here and uh, become American citizens and bring all our people to, in this country so they can also enjoy things here. But we lived, I 68, I came, we lived up to 77, uh, 77 here. Enjoy things here. And the two of our children born in this country, they are still American citizens. But it was not God's plan. We decided to go back to India and do the mission work. We all know the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach gospel and baptize them and make them disciples. Teach them whatever I commanded. I, I was paraphrasing, not a real uh, Great Commission. In uh, Acts we read, ye shall be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all parts of the world. We cannot go all the places. We can go do some work in Chester or in uh, Richmond, or I can do some work in uh, Kerala where I am grown up. And uh, another uh, passage we read, Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How can they call on whom they have not believed? 
How can they believe in whom they have not heard? How can they hear unless someone be preaching? How can they preach unless someone be sent? I believe every Christian, you and me, are missionaries. Everyone outside Christ is a mission field. You know, we went back to Kerala because we know the language. We know the customs. We know the people. If John comes there, he has to learn the language. So it will take maybe 10, 15 years to study the language and the customs and things like that. So we went back to India. Here, the Kerala state is a small state on the way down tip of the uh, map on the west side. It's a small state, only 15,000 square miles. We have 35 million people there. Kentucky, I don't know how big is Virginia. I live in Cincinnati, and so I know where is Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky state is three times bigger than my home state. Kentucky only got five million people. So you can imagine, you can compare. Kentucky is three times bigger than my home state. Kentucky only got five million people. My home state has 35 million people speaking the same language. India is a big country, not big in size, but in the population. And uh, um, each state has its own language. If you live in Virginia and go to West Virginia, speak another language, how many of you cross the state line? <laughs> when we go to another, another state, we speak in national language Hindi or speak in English. My granddaughter is only 10. She knows four languages. Because she lives in another state. She knows our language, and she learned two other English and Hindi and the language of the state where they live. So she speaks four languages. I don't want to take it all the time, uh, but uh, we wa I want to say whatever we be doing in the mission field with uh, your prayer and your money. I'm going to show a DVD later, and uh, if you uh, didn't get one of these, please get one. We have plenty of copies. Please take one and take home and read and pray for the work. We need prayer more than anything else. We need prayer also in the back. It says all our needs. If if Lord give you a burden in your heart, you can send the money to this its addresses here. We went in 1977, and we trained some preachers. We have 20 preachers working with us. As Brother John said, we have 20 churches now. In 1981, we started an orphanage. It's not a real orphanage. Not all the girls are orphans, but the poor children. We uh, took five girls uh, in 1981. Now we have 95 girls. Almost all the girls lived there became Christians. We take the girls when they are five or six or seven. They will stay all the way up to 12th grade. So they will be, they get uh, about uh, nine or ten or twelve, 12 years to stay there. Whenever they stay, all the girls stayed there, became Christians. We give them good food, good clothes, and send them to school. Same time, 
we teach them Bible. Every day morning, you may be wondering, we get up 5 o'clock in the morning for devotion. How many of us want to get up 5 o'clock for devotion? Maybe go for golf or uh, fishing, we maybe like to go get up in 5 o'clock, but not devotion. But that's what is going in our orphanage. Five o'clock, all the girls and the workers and the house parents all will come on the front room and sit there, sing two songs, read two portions from the Bible, and pray. Also, they have Bible study and worship there. That's why all the girls, we teach them. Before they, when they bring the child to our orphanage, we tell the parents, we teach Bible here. If you like that, only keep the. Some people didn't like it, so they took it back. That's okay. So that's why all the girls lived there became Christians. Also, we have vacation Bible school. Every year, the number is increasing. This year, we had 1,523 children in the VBS. One place, we had 650 children. As some other churches has 85, 120, 150 like so. Only we had a nine places VBS this year. It only takes $6 for six days VBS. You want to hear what I heard there recently from one of my friends from Indiana? They said they, in one of the churches in northern Indiana had a VBS. They had 21 children for the VBS, and they spent $3,000. And they didn't even teach a memory verse at all. Not one memory verse. I know that person won't say lies because I know them for more than 40 years. But we teach five memory verse in five days. The last day, closing day, we have a closing program. Some of the Hindu girls even come forward to the stage and recite all the five memory verses and Bible stories and everything. Also, uh, we have youth camps and uh, open-air preaching and all these things. Also, we, have, we help uh, poor people, poor children. We have uh, monsoon rains. I didn't bring the monsoon to here this time. But from June all the way, it's still uh, raining in India, in Kerala state, monsoon rains. During that time, the poor people cannot work outside and they, are, they have no money, they have no food. The school will start uh, in June. That's the time the monsoon starts. Uh, the poor people have no money, so we buy uniforms and books and pens and the umbrella and the school bag and give to the uh, poor children. This year, we could help 500 children. So it takes uh, $40 uh, for uh, and to help a, a poor child. Also, for keeping one girl in the orphanage, it takes only one dollar a day. One dollar, thirty dollars per month. If you want to sponsor a girl, you can do that. What we get? What we get for one dollar? I don't get a, a small cup of coffee from McDonald's. I know that. I stop once in a while when I get to the driving. I get sleepy. I may be full there and buy a small cup. It's more than one dollar. So you don't get, or I won't get one dollar, one cup of 
coffee, but we can change one life with one roller day. Think about that and pray. Also, I want to mention this. How many Bibles we have in our homes? How many times we read? But many people ask us Bibles. This is a Bible. If you want to, if somebody want to read it, I can give it to you. And it's in our language. It only costs $3. Many people uh, ask us, whenever I baptize a person, I give them one. Uh, some poor families in our churches, they don't have money, extra money to buy one. Uh, I give them one. Also, many people ask. Now we need 500 Bibles right now to give to the people. So please pray for the work. And I'm going to show the DVD now. And please take this home. Don't leave it here. I don't know. The, I, the custodian doesn't like that to keep here. So please take home and read it. And the bike says what you can do for the mission. Okay, after the DVD, in a few minutes we maybe have. Uh, so if you have any question, I'd be glad to answer. Otherwise, Aaron will come and close the program. I want to say, if you are outside Christ, you are lost. In this country, you have freedom to become a Christian anytime. In India, it's not easy. If, uh, even though you want to become a Christian, even a new, new, uh, denominational Christian or a Hindu, it's a matter of life and death. They will disown the people who become a New Testament Christian from their society, and uh, they will kick them sometimes out of their family. Okay, please pray for the work. India is an intriguing land filled with grand historic architecture and many things that are unfamiliar not only to Americans but to Indian citizens as well. The Indian people do have things in common with each other, but each of its 24 states has its own language, recipes, and customs. However, what is most important is that India is the home of over a billion people who need Jesus Christ as their Savior. Kerala state is on the west side of the southernmost tip of India. It is the nation's most densely populated state with 35 million people. Fishing and agriculture provide the main source of income for the people of this state. India is a predominantly Hindu nation. It is 85% Hindu and only 2.5% Christian. A larger segment of Kerala's population is Christian, 25%, but even here the Christians are continually aware that they are in the minority. The Hindu majority is not very tolerant of Christians. They passed laws that restrict evangelistic practices, but they have not shut the door completely. There are also militant groups that sometimes resort to violence, but they have not been able to stop the Lord's work. The purpose of Southwest India Christian Mission is to take the good news about Jesus Christ to the people of Kerala, India. <laughs> Mission workers strive to share God's good news and lead people to Christ while trying to do things in a way that keeps everyone safe. This video will tell about the mission in general, describe its main ministries, and tell some of the accomplishments of the last year.
John and Money Matthew founded the mission in 1977. They were both born in Kerala, India. Money is a registered nurse. John earned his Master of Divinity degree at Cincinnati Bible Seminary. Prior to meeting each other, they had both come to the United States with the intention of living here and enjoying the blessings that we have as Americans. However, after John completed his work at the seminary, they decided to serve the Lord in Kerala, India. The mission's leadership training and church planting ministry has at its heart evangelism and Christian growth. There are 23 other preachers working with John. These men minister to approximately 2,100 people total in 20 congregations and oversee the other mission ministries. The 20 congregations are located around Tervala, where John and Money live, and in the high range about 100 miles away. John and Money's initial vision was to minister to the people of Kerala and especially the poor of the state. The people of the high range are poor even by Indian standards and that is why about half of the churches are so far from John's house. In fact, the hundred miles only tells half the story. It takes five hours to drive to the nearest high range church over two lane winding blacktop roads that are often not in the best condition. Every six months, a week of continuing education classes is held for the preachers and other church leaders. It gives these men the opportunity to grow and make plans for the future. We are thankful that several young men have been interested in the classes and in church leadership. Because of the persecution mentioned earlier, some changes have been necessary. For years, baptisms took place in rivers and lakes within open view of anyone who happened to be around. The crowd of Christian witnesses would cause people to look. As opposition to Christianity accelerated over the last decade, Hindu onlookers became more and more agitated, and now people are baptized in more private, safer places. Reopening of the Push Peckendam Church Building after monsoon storm damage is our most recent church building dedication. The property required a retaining wall, and the building includes a parsonage at the back. One room of the parsonage can be seen extending out from the back of the building. A kitchen and another room are directly behind the main building. This is the inside before the people entered. John Matthew started the dedication by unlocking the door and letting everyone in. The dedication service included singing and preaching. Also, honorariums were given to the men who constructed the building to express the congregation's thanks for their good work. In Kerala, the school year begins in June and ends in March making April and May the months for VBS.
mission has VBS at Bethany Children's Home and at least eight of its churches. The number of churches is only limited by cost. The children receive workbooks, songbooks, crayons, and refreshments. The 2014 VBS at Bethany Children's Home went well, with 635 in attendance. The girls from the home were there along with other Christian children, but there were also Hindu and Muslim children from the area. VBS was also held in eight of the mission's churches. The total number of children that attended, either at Bethany Children's Home or at one of the churches, was 1,507. Lunch was provided for the children on the last day of the VBS sessions. This is John Thomas preparing chicken curry for the kids at the Bethany Children's Home, VBS. We'll see John again later in the video. VBS in India is similar to VBS in America. A lot of enthusiasm is generated during the opening and closing sessions. There are also age-oriented classes where the kids learn about Jesus. The number of children attending VBS has grown significantly the past few years. It is one area where Hindu opposition has not been great, even though each session ends with a march through the neighboring streets. Youth camps are another effective way to teach children about Jesus. They are held at Bethany Children's Home and usually run for four days and nights. With the girls and women camp leaders sleeping inside the Bethany Children's Home gate and the boys and men camp leaders sleeping in the multi-purpose building just outside the gate. The schedule is rigorous starting at 5 a.m. each day. But the kids love the opportunity to sing, study, compete, and be together. The competition includes Bible quizzes, individual singing, group singing, and preaching. Pictures being shown are from the last youth camp in December of 2012. Youth camps have not been an annual activity because of the cost of food. The 2012 camp cost approximately $3,400 for 200 kids and 70 leaders. If anyone would like to help with the cost of a youth camp, the donation will be greatly appreciated. Bethany Children's Home is a place where the girls can escape abject poverty, find food, shelter, and love, and be taught about Jesus. At present, 95 girls are being cared for at the home and we hope to increase this number to 150 in the near future. Hills and vegetation make it difficult to provide a good picture of all of the buildings. The green buildings have been in use for a while and the white is a relatively new addition. Approximately 25% of the girls have come from Hindu and Muslim families and virtually all girls who have lived there have become Christians. The families know in advance that their girls will be taught about Jesus and the parents are required to attend one of the mission's churches while their child lives at the home. It takes $30 a month to care for each girl and if you can, your help will be greatly appreciated. The girls all attend public school and each school has its own uniform. 
John Thomas oversees all the workers at Bethany Children's Home, and he is also the preacher for the church that meets at the home. George and his wife, Lissy, are house parents. They have the more direct care of the girls. With all of the girls, there are now about a dozen helpers to round out the staff. Thanks to special gifts from supporters, the home has a school bus that saves the girls a three-mile walk to school each weekday. The girls are especially thankful for the bus during the three or four months of monsoon rains each year. Carol boasts 90% literacy, and the people are anxious to read anything that they can find. Everything the mission prints is for free distribution, including gospel tracts, hymnals, and study booklets. A correspondence course called Good News comes from this ministry, and hundreds of people have received certificates for completing the course. Also, every other month, a magazine called The Way of Truth is printed and mailed to over 5,000 people. The mission helps people out of compassion for their needs and because the Lord has directed us to help those in need. Much of the help given through our community outreach ministry comes from supporter-designated gifts. Public education in India is free, but there are associated costs and fees that prevent many poor families from sending their children to school. School assistance for the poor makes it possible for some of these children to attend public school. With $40, the mission can provide material for two school uniforms, a belt, 20 notebooks, two pens, an umbrella, and a school bag. In this land of opposition toward Christians, the school assistance program generates a lot of goodwill toward the mission and its workers. Sometimes the mission is able to provide a small house with two rooms and a kitchen to a widow or other poor family. Many Christian families live in shacks that are especially unsafe during monsoon storms, but they don't have money to build a house. It is a great blessing for a family when we are able to help with this need. India is a land of monsoons that sometimes bring severe wind damage, flooding, and mudslides. Since Kerala's economy is mainly based on agriculture, many people are out of work when the weather-related disasters occur. During such times, we make the need known to our supporters and are able to help relieve the suffering with food and some medical supplies. The mission has a multi-purpose building known as Bethany Christian Chapel. The first floor has a large room in the front with two classrooms behind it. The large room is used for church services, area-wide conventions, and many other activities, but sometimes it just isn't big enough. VBS opening and closing sessions have taken place in this room, but recently the number of children attending VBS at Bethany Children's Home has increased to the point that they don't all fit at one time. 
We made the need known to our supporters, and five years ago, a second floor addition to the multi-purpose building was completed. The addition provides one big room or auditorium that is equal in size to the three rooms on the first floor. The room's capacity is currently adequate for all mission activities. We have many faithful supporters, churches, Sunday school classes, organizations, and families. We greatly appreciate each one because we need your prayers and there are many monthly expenses involved in keeping the mission going. We would like to report on two recent projects that have been possible through supporter help and then let you know about four other areas where we can still use help from anyone who finds that they have been specially blessed by the Lord. The 2013 monsoon season hit Kerala hard, and the first project can be called Fighting the Effects of the Monsoons. The monsoons did a lot of damage to mission property, and they also put a lot of people out of work, leaving them destitute. These pictures show food distribution to 200 church families and an additional 50 extremely poor families that live near Bethany Children's Home. International Disaster Emergency Service, Incorporated, better known as IDES, provided the money to purchase the food that was distributed. The recipients were reminded that God is in control when they came to pick up the food. This is the Patamon Christian Church. During the monsoons, a tree fell on the parsonage, which is on the left side of the building. It also took out the bathroom that is a separate building off to the side. The parsonage and bathroom have now been repaired, and the retaining wall along the side of the building has been rebuilt. The roof of the Vialathala church building developed a severe leak during the monsoon storms. The new aluminum roof is now in place and complete. The pictures were taken during construction. A large retaining wall in front of Bethany Children's Home also gave way and filled the drainage ditch along the side of the road. The first pictures were taken during construction and these pictures show the completed wall. The overall height of the wall is 16 feet. Altogether there was damage to eight buildings and the retaining wall. Repairs are now complete on all of the buildings. We did have financial help from supporters but IDES provided most of the money required for the repairs. The second project is a visiting mother's building that is under construction and expected to be complete in June. Although we often refer to Bethany Children's Home as the orphanage, most of the children have at least one parent. The parents are just too poor to take care of their children. When mothers come to see their girls, there has not been a good place for them to visit, but soon they will have a place where they can go and not be interrupted. The building will have a 12 foot by 15 foot room where multiple mothers and daughters can sit and talk. It will also have a 10 foot by 12 foot bedroom for use when a mother has to stay overnight due to the bus schedule. As always, the first need isn't financial, it's prayer. The mission workers face a lot of opposition and persecution. This picture shows damage done to a Pentecostal church building near John and Money's home in 2011. Pray that the workers will have faith and courage to continue the Lord's work and that the Lord will keep them safe. 
School supplies for the poor in 2015 is another need that is financial. With help from supporters and IDES, we have money for 2014, and as this DVD is being made, supplies are being purchased for distribution to poor children who attend the same schools as the girls from Bethany Children's Home. But in just 12 months, we will again have the opportunity to help poor children. Since the supplies are distributed through the schools, it is necessary to help around 300 children to make the project feasible. As the supplies cost $40 per student, the mission will need about $12,000 to give poor students the chance to attend school. Money for VBS expenses is the third need that we want to tell you about. VBS for 2014 is over, but 2015 will be here soon. A week of VBS only costs $6 per student, but if John Matthews' goal of 1,600 kids in 2015 is realized, it will cost $9,600. The fourth and last need being shared relates to the open-air preaching that mission preachers do in all months except during the summer monsoons. The preachers select a village that does not have a Christian church and go there to visit homes during the day and preach to the people in the evening. The specific need is for two portable public address systems, one for the Tabala area, the other for the high range. The PA systems will cost about $500 each. We have no pictures of these meetings, so the pictures being shown are of evening sessions at an all-church convention. Since some of you may know the Matthew family, here is a short update on John and Money's kids. Their daughter Becky and her husband Bobby John have two children, Joshua and Hazel. They live in the neighboring state of Tamil Nadu, where Bobby John is a cardiologist in a Christian hospital and an elder in their local church. Becky is working in the field of public health. Joshua is currently in the ninth grade and Hazel is in the fifth grade. Ben, John and Money's oldest son, and his wife Jesse live in San Antonio, Texas. He previously received a master's degree from Ohio State University in animal nutrition and is currently working to complete the requirements and be licensed as a veterinarian. Bobby and his wife Chancel are both computer engineers. They live in Seattle, Washington, where Bobby works for Hewlett Packard and Chancel works for Amazon. On behalf of John and Money Matthew, I would like to thank you for your prayers and support and ask that you continue to keep them in prayer so that the Lord may bless the work of Southwest India Christian Mission. Hello? There we go. It's working now. <laughs> At this time, we'd like to pray for John and, and Money. Uh, do you want to join us? Join me up here? I'd like to pray for their mission work and, and uh, show our, our support for them. So let's, let's pray. 
Lord, we just come before you. We're so thankful for our, your love and your mercy and your grace. And Lord, we're just thankful that we're able to partner with John and Money and, and your missions work in India. We just ask now, Lord, that you would give your angels uh, charge over them to protect them in their travels around the United States while they're here and their travel back to India. Lord, bless their work and bring uh, many opportunities for them to share the gospel uh, to the people of, of uh, Kerala State. And again, we just ask that you uh, be with their ministry, be with their children and their family, and uh, allow us the opportunity to, uh, to participate in, in this ministry. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, I just want to shoot you guys straight and be honest with you for a second, all right? Because I can stand up here for the next uh, couple minutes and, and make us all feel guilty about what we have here in the States and about what they don't have and how blessed we are and how, you know, how we uh, have all these things that we enjoy. And, uh, John, you kind of alluded to that uh, in your talk. And I could do that, but I don't think guilt is a very good motivating factor. So I'm not going to do that. Because guilt may motivate you for a few minutes, and then it doesn't last. But rather, I, would encourage, I want to encourage you by pointing you to um, the abundant grace and mercies of Jesus. Because I think that is a better motivating factor. Because here's the reality. Even though we are absolutely more blessed as a nation and as a country than any, anywhere else, we all have one thing in common, and that is that we are all sinners that we are all spiritually poor. We are no better off spiritually than what they are in India or in Haiti or any part of the world anywhere. We all need Jesus. I think the biggest problem or the biggest difference between what we see over in India and here is that they probably recognize their need for Jesus more so than we do. And what we need to do is we need to understand that we are all, all spiritually poor, that we are all sinners that we all have just wicked, dirty hearts. That, I mean, it, all you, you, you got to do is just, if you have breath in your lungs this morning, you know that our world is just busted. That, that it's just, I mean, just all you got to do is turn the TV. Like, just walk outside your door. And you see the effects of a broken world, a sin-filled world. We wake up every day, we live with shame, we live with guilt, we live with regret, we live with all those different things. And what I want you to know this morning is, is that, man, if you can recognize that, if you can see that, that something's just not right, then I just pray that you would see what Jesus has done for you. That Jesus came to eradicate those things, that Jesus came to give us life, that he came to wipe away that, that guilt and that shame and that regret that we are a child of, of God. We've been adopted into his family. I mean, that's just that's a beautiful thing. And so that's, that's what I want to, to motivate you this morning with is, man, the rich, abundant mercy and grace of God in Jesus Christ. And so this morning, we're going to sing a song, and if you uh, just will take time to just recognize your need for Jesus, um, man, I just want to encourage you to uh, come and chat with us after the service. Uh, I'll be up here, um, and I would love to talk to you about your need for Jesus. 
and uh, or if you just need to time to just repent, confess. I mean, that, that's what we need to do. We need to we need to create a culture of ongoing repentance and confession. That that's the gospel. And so I just want to encourage you to do that as well as we sing this last song um, here this morning. Surround us with your light, your love, into 
great blessed week. know me, I, I, I know a few of you remember we came um, early 2000. I want to thank uh, Brother Neil, also the mission committee and chairman, also all the elders for allowing us to come here uh, this morning. Especially I want to thank uh, Brother John and uh, Stephanie and uh, Arthur and his family taking us last night for a nice dinner. We enjoyed the fellowship, and we spent some time uh, talking about the mission and the families and all things. Uh, we want to thank each one of you here for your prayer and support for the mission work bike in India. Without your prayer and support, we couldn't do this mission work. No. My name is John Matthew. My wife's name is Maria. As a, uh, that means in, uh, in English, Mary. Because we both born in Christian families. Maybe you see some people here from India here. They maybe have some uh, other name other than the Christian uh, biblical name. They maybe belongs to a uh, Hindu community or some other religion. We both uh, born and brought up in Christian families. I graduated from the university and I was teaching in high school as a maths teacher. She studied in Mumbai, the big city in India, and uh, maybe John knows that he maybe landed there. Uh, uh, she was a registered nurse. We both came to this country, USA, to work here and live here and enjoy the, enjoy the blessings here, enjoying the comforts of life here. We did that for some time. Two of our children born this country, they are American citizens. But 1977, we decided to go back to India to do uh, the mission work. We all are Christians because somebody told us about Jesus Christ and the eternal life through him. But millions are dying every day without any hope. Our master, our savior, Jesus Christ, 
It's a great commission. Not a, you cannot say he told. He commanded us. Go into all the world and preach the gospel and baptize them and make them disciples. This is our job. Nobody else do this. Only Christians can do this. Only Christians have hope of eternal life. So when we uh, think about this, and he says, uh, who are call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How can they call on whom they have not belie uh, believed? How can they believe unless uh, uh, how, on who they have not heard? How can they hear unless someone be preaching? How can they preach unless someone be sent? You know, India is a big country. More than 1.3 billion people. Only 2% are Christians. All others are Hindus and Muslims. Yeah, in the state I am from, it's a small state, 15,000 square mile in area. We have 35 million people. India is not allowing anybody, any foreigners from UK or USA or any Australia to come and preach the gospel. Only the natives can do the preaching or do the mission work. So we went back to the place where we born and brought up because India got 16 major languages. Brother John went to Jaipur, Rajasthan, way up in north. They speak Hindi, another language. I speak Malayalam, another language. Each state got its own language. So we went back to the place where we born and brought up. So we started mission work in 1977. Me and my wife and uh, uh, my older uh, child was with us. We started uh, to train the preachers. We have 23 preachers working with us. We have 20 small churches, not any beautiful building like this, but we have small churches and we have uh, 50 to 80 to uh, 100 members each church, faithful Christians. They don't miss any uh, uh, Sunday worship unless they are sick. I know, I felt very bad. On Father's Day, I visited one, one church here. There was no attendance. They said, Father's Day. Um, uh, then uh, I went uh, that uh, Labor Day on July, no, September 4th. As, um, half of the people were on vacation. <laughs> but in our place, once they become a Christian, they are faithful. They never miss a Sunday worship unless they are sick. So this is a small congregation, but all are faithful. We have 20 churches and 23 preachers working with us. I'm, I'm, I'm not an overseer or anything. I, I work with these preachers. I started these all the churches, but I work with uh, individual pastors, uh, preach uh, every Sunday in each churches. Also, we have an orphanage. 
We started in 1981 with five girls. Now we have 95 girls living there. When the girl is six or seven or eight, we take, bring them in, we take them in, in our home, and we train, uh, teach them Bible. When the parent bring the child to our place, we tell them, first, tell them, we teach this girl Bible. Some of the Hindus and the denominational Christians are bringing the girls. So if, the, uh, if, you know, uh, if you don't like that, you can take the girl back. Almost all the girls lived they are become Christians. That means uh, when they are come in the first grade or second grade, they will stay up to 12th grade. Uh, 10 or minimum 11 or 12 years we get to work with them. Almost all the girls lived there became Christians. We have devotion. Early morning prayer, 5 o'clock. I don't know how many of our young children here get up for prayer in 5 o'clock. But they all get up. They come in the front, uh, front room and sit there and sing, uh, sing two songs and read uh, two portions from the Bible. And also we have everyday devotion, early morning and before uh, supper in the night, and the Bible study and Sunday school and worship there. That's why all these girls became Christians. Also we have VBS every year. Uh, this year uh, we had uh, more than 1,500 children for VBS. And one place in the orphanage we had 650 children. These children won't come mm, uh, without uh, any prayer or without any effort. Our preachers will go to knock the, each home in the villages, surrounding villages, and hand out a, a flyer and uh, invite the children. Tell the parents, we are, are having a VBS, and they send your children. We had Hindu, Hindu children, Muslim children, and de denomination children come and attend. Five memory verses we teach them. Uh, some places we have here, uh, I said, I heard somebody said there was a VBS in, uh, in Indiana. Five days they came. They had some fun. They never taught any memory verses. I asked why. And they are not interested to teach. But we teach them. Then only they can know about Jesus Christ. Also, we have youth camp, and also we help uh, the poor people in the community with the medicines and clothes, especially uh, in the school start in June. We give poor children uh, uniforms and books and uh, uh, school bag and uh, umbrella and pen and pencil. We, as, uh, it says uh, in, the, in Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew's gospel we read, the master said, I was hungry. You gave me something to eat. I was uh, thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I needed clothes. You gave me clothes. I was sick. You visited me. The righteous asked, the Lord, when we did this to you, the Lord answered, whatever you did to the least of my brother, you did to me. In James we read like this, if one of your brother or sister lack food or clothes, 
you say, I wish you well. Go and fed and warm, be warm, and do nothing for their physical need. What good it is? My brothers and sisters, we do the community benevolence work because the Lord has commanded us to do that. Besides preaching and teaching, we help the poor people. Then only they listen. Then only they can see the love of Christ through our Christian work, Christian help. Uh, I have a DVD to uh, show you, and also I hope you all got one of these brochure. It says about our work. Please take home and read. Don't leave it here. Please take home and read. And uh, yes, uh, in the back, you can see some of our needs. And uh, if anybody like to uh, uh, help as an address there, you can send your donation there. Please pray for the work. We face a lot of opposition and persecution. I don't think uh, any of the American Christians know what is opposition and persecution. If you want to become a Christian, you can become a Christian anytime. In India, somebody from the Hindu community or somebody from the denominational Christian, they want to become a Christian, it's not easy. It's a, sometimes it is a matter of life and death. Especially Hindus when they become Christian, and uh, they're kicked out from their family. Even the denominational Christian become a New Testament Christian, their own community, their own relatives persecute them. <clears throat> also now, the preachers uh, have a problem. The militant communities, militants, uh, threaten our life. Also, we cannot baptize some um, people now in a public place. Uh, we, we face a problem. If we baptize somebody and somebody else complains, sometimes they will put us in jail. So it's everyday persecution and opposition growing higher and higher. Please pray for the work. Please pray for the preachers working with us. Give them strength and courage. Also the converts to stay faithful. Please pray for them. I'm going to, uh, if you have any questions after the DVD, I'd be glad to answer. India is an intriguing land filled with grand historic architecture and many things that are unfamiliar, not only to Americans, but to Indian citizens as well. The Indian people do have things in common with each other, but each of its 24 states has its own language, recipes, and customs. However, what is most important is that India is the home of over a billion people who need Jesus Christ as their Savior. Kerala state is on the west side of the southernmost tip of India. It is the nation's most densely populated state with 35 million people, fishing and agriculture provide the main source of income for the people of this state. India is a predominantly Hindu nation. It is 85% Hindu 
and only 2.5% Christian. A larger segment of Kerala's population is Christian, 25%, but even here, the Christians are continually aware that they are in the minority. The Hindu majority is not very tolerant of Christians. They passed laws that restrict evangelistic practices, but they have not shut the door completely. There are also militant groups that sometimes resort to violence, but they have not been able to stop the Lord's work. The purpose of Southwest India Christian Mission is to take the good news about Jesus Christ to the people of Kerala, India. <laughs> Mission workers strive to share God's good news and lead people to Christ while trying to do things in a way that keeps everyone safe. This video will tell about the mission in general, describe its main ministries, and tell some of the accomplishments of the last year. John and Money Matthew founded the mission in 1977. They were both born in Kerala, India. Money is a registered nurse, John earned his Master of Divinity degree at Cincinnati Bible Seminary. Prior to meeting each other, they had both come to the United States with the intention of living here and enjoying the blessings that we have as Americans. However, after John completed his work at the seminary, they decided to serve the Lord in Kerala, India. The mission's leadership training and church planting ministry has at its heart evangelism and Christian growth. There are 23 other preachers working with John. These men minister to approximately 2,100 people total in 20 congregations and oversee the other mission ministries. The 20 congregations are located around Tervala, where John and Money live, and in the high range about 100 miles away. John and Money's initial vision was to minister to the people of Kerala and especially the poor of the state. The people of the high range are poor even by Indian standards and that is why about half of the churches are so far from John's house. In fact, the hundred miles only tells half the story. It takes five hours to drive to the nearest high range church over two lane winding blacktop roads that are often not in the best condition. Every six months, a week of continuing education classes is held for the preachers and other church leaders. It gives these men the opportunity to grow and make plans for the future. We are thankful that several young men have been interested in the classes and in church leadership. Because of the persecution mentioned earlier, some changes have been necessary. For years, baptisms took place in rivers and lakes within open view of anyone who happened to be around. The crowd of Christian witnesses would cause people to look. As opposition to Christianity accelerated over the last decade, Hindu onlookers became more and more agitated, and now people are baptized in more private, safer places. Reopening of the Push Peckendam Church Building after monsoon storm damage is our most recent church building dedication. The property required a retaining wall and the building includes a parsonage at the back. One room of the parsonage can be seen extending out from the back of the building. 
A kitchen and another room are directly behind the main building. This is the inside before the people entered. John Matthew started the dedication by unlocking the door and letting everyone in. The dedication service included singing and preaching. Also, honorariums were given to the men who constructed the building to express the congregation's thanks for their good work. In Kerala, the school year begins in June and ends in March, making April and May the months for VBS. mission has VBS at Bethany Children's Home and at least eight of its churches. The number of churches is only limited by cost. The children receive workbooks, songbooks, crayons, and refreshments. The 2014 VBS at Bethany Children's Home went well, with 635 in attendance. The girls from the home were there along with other Christian children but there were also Hindu and Muslim children from the area. VBS was also held in eight of the mission's churches. The total number of children that attended, either at Bethany Children's Home or at one of the churches, was 1,507. Lunch was provided for the children on the last day of the VBS sessions. This is John Thomas preparing chicken curry for the kids at the Bethany Children's Home, VBS. We'll see John again later in the video. VBS in India is similar to VBS in America. A lot of enthusiasm is generated during the opening and closing sessions. There are also age-oriented classes where the kids learn about Jesus. The number of children attending VBS has grown significantly the past few years. It is one area where Hindu opposition has not been great even though each session ends with a march through the neighboring streets. Youth camps are another effective way to teach children about Jesus. They are held at Bethany Children's Home and usually run for four days and nights with the girls and women camp leaders sleeping inside the Bethany Children's Home gate and the boys and men camp leaders sleeping in the multi-purpose building just outside the gate. The schedule is rigorous starting at 5 a.m. each day, but the kids love the opportunity to sing, study, compete, and be together. The competition includes Bible quizzes, individual singing, group singing, and preaching. Pictures being shown are from the last youth camp in December of 2012. Youth camps have not been an annual activity because of the cost of food. The 2012 camp cost approximately $3,400 for 200 kids and 70 leaders. If anyone would like to help with the cost of a youth camp, the donation will be greatly appreciated. 
Bethany Children's Home is a place where the girls can escape abject poverty, find food, shelter, and love, and be taught about Jesus. At present, 95 girls are being cared for at the home, and we hope to increase this number to 150 in the near future. Hills and vegetation make it difficult to provide a good picture of all of the buildings. The green buildings have been in use for a while, and the white is a relatively new addition. Approximately 25% of the girls have come from Hindu and Muslim families, and virtually all girls who have lived there have become Christians. The families know in advance that their girls will be taught about Jesus, and the parents are required to attend one of the mission's churches while their child lives at the home. It takes $30 a month to care for each girl, and if you can, your help will be greatly appreciated. The girls all attend public school, and each school has its own uniform. John Thomas oversees all the workers at Bethany Children's Home, and he is also the preacher for the church that meets at the home. George and his wife, Lissy, are house parents. They have the more direct care of the girls. With all of the girls, there are now about a dozen helpers to round out the staff. Thanks to special gifts from supporters, the home has a school bus that saves the girls a three-mile walk to school each weekday. The girls are especially thankful for the bus during the three or four months of monsoon rains each year. Carol boasts 90% literacy, and the people are anxious to read anything that they can find. Everything the mission prints is for free distribution, including gospel tracts, hymnals, and study booklets. A correspondence course called Good News comes from this ministry, and hundreds of people have received certificates for completing the course. Also, every other month, a magazine called the Way of Truth is printed and mailed to over 5,000 people. The mission helps people out of compassion for their needs and because the Lord has directed us to help those in need. Much of the help given through our community outreach ministry comes from supporter-designated gifts. Public education in India is free, but there are associated costs and fees that prevent many poor families from sending their children to school. School assistance for the poor makes it possible for some of these children to attend public school. With $40, the mission can provide material for two school uniforms, a belt, 20 notebooks, two pens, an umbrella, and a school bag. In this land of opposition toward Christians, the school assistance program generates a lot of goodwill toward the mission and its workers. Sometimes the mission is able to provide a small house with two rooms and a kitchen to a widow or other poor family. Many Christian families live in shacks that are especially unsafe during monsoon storms 
but they don't have money to build a house. It is a great blessing for a family when we are able to help with this need. India is a land of monsoons that sometimes bring severe wind damage, flooding, and mudslides. Since Kerala's economy is mainly based on agriculture, many people are out of work when the weather-related disasters occur. During such times, we make the need known to our supporters and are able to help relieve the suffering with food and some medical supplies. The mission has a multi-purpose building known as Bethany Christian Chapel. The first floor has a large room in the front with two classrooms behind it. The large room is used for church services, area-wide conventions, and many other activities, but sometimes it just isn't big enough. VBS opening and closing sessions have taken place in this room, but recently the number of children attending VBS at Bethany Children's Home has increased to the point that they don't all fit at one time. We made the need known to our supporters and five years ago a second floor addition to the multi-purpose building was completed. The addition provides one big room or auditorium that is equal in size to the three rooms on the first floor. The room's capacity is currently adequate for all mission activities. We have many faithful supporters, churches, Sunday school classes, organizations, and families. We greatly appreciate each one because we need your prayers and there are many monthly expenses involved in keeping the mission going. We would like to report on two recent projects that have been possible through supporter help and then let you know about four other areas where we can still use help from anyone who finds that they have been specially blessed by the Lord. The 2013 monsoon season hit Kerala hard, and the first project can be called Fighting the Effects of the Monsoons. The monsoons did a lot of damage to mission property, and they also put a lot of people out of work, leaving them destitute. These pictures show food distribution to 200 church families and an additional 50 extremely poor families that live near Bethany Children's Home. International Disaster Emergency Service, Incorporated, better known as IDES, provided the money to purchase the food that was distributed. The recipients were reminded that God is in control when they came to pick up the food. This is the Patamon Christian Church. During the monsoons, a tree fell on the parsonage which is on the left side of the building. It also took out the bathroom that is a separate building off to the side. The parsonage and bathroom have now been repaired and the retaining wall along the side of the building has been rebuilt. The roof of the Vialathala church building developed a severe leak during the monsoon storms. The new aluminum roof is now in place and complete. The pictures were taken during construction. A large retaining wall in front of Bethany Children's Home also gave way and filled the drainage ditch along the side of the road. The first pictures were taken during construction and these pictures show the completed wall. The overall height of the wall is 16 feet. Altogether there was damage to eight buildings and the retaining wall. Repairs are now complete on all of the buildings. 
We did have financial help from supporters, but IDES provided most of the money required for the repairs. The second project is a visiting mother's building that is under construction and expected to be complete in June. Although we often refer to Bethany Children's Home as the orphanage, most of the children have at least one parent. The parents are just too poor to take care of their children. When mothers come to see their girls, there has not been a good place for them to visit, but soon they will have a place where they can go and not be interrupted. The building will have a 12 foot by 15 foot room where multiple mothers and daughters can sit and talk. It will also have a 10 foot by 12 foot bedroom for use when a mother has to stay overnight due to the bus schedule. As always, the first need isn't financial, it's prayer. The mission workers face a lot of opposition and persecution. This picture shows damage done to a Pentecostal church building near John and Money's home in 2011. Pray that the workers will have faith and courage to continue the Lord's work and that the Lord will keep them safe. School supplies for the poor in 2015 is another need that is financial. With help from supporters and IDES, we have money for 2014, and as this DVD is being made, supplies are being purchased for distribution to poor children who attend the same schools as the girls from Bethany Children's Home. But in just 12 months, we will again have the opportunity to help poor children. Since the supplies are distributed through the schools, it is necessary to help around 300 children to make the project feasible. As the supplies cost $40 per student, the mission will need about $12,000 to give poor students the chance to attend school. Money for VBS expenses is the third need that we want to tell you about. VBS for 2014 is over, but 2015 will be here soon. A week of VBS only costs $6 per student, but if John Matthew's goal of 1,600 kids in 2015 is realized, it will cost $9,600. The fourth and last need being shared relates to the open-air preaching that mission preachers do in all months except during the summer monsoons. The preachers select a village that does not have a Christian church and go there to visit homes during the day and preach to the people in the evening. The specific need is for two portable public address systems, one for the Tavala area, the other for the high range. The PA systems will cost about $500 each. We have no pictures of these meetings, so the pictures being shown are of evening sessions at an all-church convention. Since some of you may know the Matthew family, here is a short update on John and Money's kids. Their daughter Becky and her husband Bobby John have two children, Joshua and Hazel. They live in the neighboring state of Tamil Nadu, where Bobby John is a cardiologist in a Christian hospital and an elder in their local church. Becky is working in the field of public health. Joshua is currently in the ninth grade and Hazel is in the fifth grade. Ben, John and Money's oldest son, and his wife Jesse live in San Antonio, Texas. He previously received a master's degree from Ohio State University 
in animal nutrition and is currently working to complete the requirements and be licensed as a veterinarian. Bobby and his wife Chancel are both computer engineers. They live in Seattle, Washington, where Bobby works for Hewlett Packard and Chancel works for Amazon. On behalf of John and Money Matthew, I would like to thank you for your prayers and support and ask that you continue to keep them in prayer so that the Lord may bless the work of Southwest India Christian Mission.